there freaks geeks maniacs psychopaths deviants sadists and fiends and we welcome you to pure fandom's blood garage i'm brad and i'm sarah and i have two words that describe this episode naked slinks oh is it bad that you know i think i speak for most females at least on twitter that we were attracted they were just a bunch of them hanging out just doing a thing and we're just like all righty there was so much unexpected it did in that prove whole. Your theory correct. Yeah, it was. Yeah, hmm. there was a whole lot going on. It made me go, hmm, okay, that was that makes sense, sort of in a way. Uh, yeah, we'll get. I was in watching and, it and I said, Brad was right. Hey, sometimes I'm actually correct. It's weird, but yeah, we'll we'll talk <laughs> about that one in just a little bit. Um, I do have an answer for that. Uh, 1031 that Arthur kept seeing everywhere in the Tasty Dragon or 1031 is it? It's a police code for crime in progress. Duh. Makes total sense. I'm a little upset that we didn't get that before. I know. After they said that, I'm like, I've seen this. I've heard this on every cop show in the world, you know, like (laughs) Chicago Fire, PD, blah, blah, everything in Chicago. Which well, is, who knew that that's when blood drive was going to be logical? Exactly. I thought for sure it was something totally different than that, but whatever. Nope. They just want to throw a curveball out there on you, I guess. Anyhow, you can find us both on Twitter. There's a really good chance that we're live tweeting during the show on Wednesdays. I'm Brad ZB, and Sarah is Sarah underscore Gene17. Also, be sure to check out at Pure Fandom to keep up to date with the latest articles that have been posted. Check out Pure Fandom on Facebook and purefandom.com. Let us know what fandoms you are most interested in. And Sarah, what is this episode about? It's a battle royale to name the new head of the blood drive. And naturally, as the blood drive goes, not everyone survives. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. A lot going on there. Is that Caligula that I hear in the background? Did you save Caligula? Oh, I wish I'd saved Caligula. <laughs> okay. So let's jump into this episode because this one was kind of crazy. There was a lot going on that was very confusing for a bit. But, you know, the role of Primo. Yeah. Author pretty much drank the whole entire Kool-Aid bucket barrel and everything that came with it and seriously took on that role. His transition was like none other. I was so upset. Like... I felt our art that we've spent so many episodes just rooting for, he turned. Oh, he was gone. He he left. He went into full douche mode. And he's like, hey, what's up, yo? Yeah. I got some food and women and fighting. And the only time he didn't do anything is like when, you know, Christopher showed up. He was like, hey, bro, have some food. You knew. Oh, Christopher. Yeah. I can't, as soon as Christopher showed up, I was like, there's something not right about that whole thing because yeah, I, I wasn't feeling it right. Pretty much right off the bat, I wasn't feeling that. But we know how that ended up. It had me scared for a minute, though. Yeah, I was trying to figure out why he kept playing both sides because it was like, this isn't the same Christopher that we have known and, you know, the loving uh, 
boyfriend of Aki and all this stuff. This isn't who we know it is. I mean, he's he's doing all this different stuff to both author and Grace and manipulating them both. Yeah, he kind of went full douche himself. Yeah, it was it was a full on thing. It was yeah. Now, when we get into the festivities for the primo, and I think I talked, I've talked about this a couple times actually. I said I was pretty sure that the primos never survive and went full on running man. Yep. And this is so true that all the previous primos have been killed off in quite a bloody fashion and live and on TV and everything else, which gives this big humongous question that's never going to get answered. If everybody enters the race is now dead, so like everybody is dead. Right. Um, well, except for Grace, who was allowed to walk out. And then there's scholars still alive, so there's that. And then, well, there are those people who didn't have a soul and went into a blood engine and came out in the soul regener- uh, recl- reclamator. Because we did hear them fall out before we saw Karma come out last season, right. last week. So with those other people kind of sort of dead, and this being on TV, you would think that maybe people would know about this before they joined the race. They That got me too. And it also got me that um, the followers that were at all the, you know, the mayhemers were so excited did were they excited like they were excited to see a bloodbath right but they were excited with the intention it seemed that they wanted you know they wanted a winner they wanted their champion and you know there are people out there betting on who wins oh, like yeah how does one know this uh, yeah that's exactly what i was going with like we know that there's been was it four years i think it was i love the uh kenny mc who is being you know, about to be blown up by a crashing jetliner. That was hilarious. That but, was, yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> but you have these people who joined. It's like, okay, Dami and Cliff, they took themselves out because they are in love. That's how they wanted things to end. Okay, I could see that, and they, they may have known how it ended. But the gentleman, though, he had some major plans after the race was done, and he talked about that. Of all the people in the race, you would think he'd be the one who at least know what was going to happen. I mean, he did get kind of recruited to be the next master of ceremonies, and that just didn't happen out for him. I just Well, and that really hides because they put him in charge. They trusted him to get the viewers and get the ratings, and he had still no idea. Even though everybody else seemed to know exactly what happened. Right. It's just one of those moments of going, yeah, okay. Maybe we're just reading too much into that, but, you know, that was it. I was just, some some primos go out better than other primos. And did you see, uh, I liked Arthur's new uh, new hairstyle. Oh, yeah, that was, you know, the primo hairstyle, because yes, he's, he's cool he's like Mr. that. He's Mr. Badass. He's got the, he's got the uh, you know, the jacket going on and everything. It goes with his douche status very well. Very, very much so. So Grace is at the party, which is, you know, this whole fact that she's one of the only survivors of Blood Drive. Actually, one of the real, theoretically, her and Skull are the only real, true survivors because everybody else at least died going through a blood engine. So she convinces Arthur that, yes, they're going to kill you and we should probably stop this, which Arthur decides that, hey, you know what the best bet is? I'll just kill Slink. <laughs> 
<laughs> Everybody always just, man, poor Slink. Well, he was kind of prepared for that. And he was. We have been wondering this whole entire time, and this actually still does not answer this question at all, is how did he look the same since the 1955-ish photo in Cane Hill to what he looks like now? We still don't have an the answer. Thing, yeah. The, the thing that gets me about the clones, and I know I'm overanalyzing it. I know this is blood drive and we're supposed to shut our brains off. But the thing that gets me with the clones is, so it's really been bothering me. So the Aki thing. So Chris had a crush on the Aki that had been on the police force, on the Contra crime force mm-hmm. with him. She died. And right. then the other Aki... Is kind of the one he fell in love with, but they're the same. But I guess it just gets me like so. When one dies, the other one just has all of those memories and. Okay. See now, this is this is a problem I was having. Well, not the problem, but this is the question I was having with the whole slink thing. So he's had other primos try to kill him, and other primos probably have killed him multiple times. So he has backup copies that he goes into. Hmm. How does his consciousness get into the backup copies? I, these these are things that we could just probably figure out. We're never going to have these answers, but it's questions that we needed to have, you know. So when author kills him, he is full on blood. There's blood everywhere. He's gushing out blood like there's no tomorrow, and he takes him out. In the flashback with the um, with Karma, the Ballad of uh, of Karma. She yeah. found the flesh generator, and there was an arm in there, right? Right. So at some point, I'm saying this is the flesh generator is what made the ex, the spare slink bodies, which Cabrelli has something to do with that no genitalia thing he had going on. Because <laughs> we had this had come up earlier in the season also when Grace kicked him, I believe. Yes, yep. So when she was torturing him for answers. Right. So I'm thinking there's something in that whole thing right there. What it is, I don't know. But there's some way that he is transferred to the new person. And we're never going to know this answer, but but he yeah, isn't a... Oh, man, that gets me. But un- unlike Aki... He, I try not to get too stuck on it. I try to just, like, close my mind off. Right, but this is the whole thing. Like, how did it... What? He, okay. How's that work? Like he said before, I just pretend. though. Well, if you, we start piecing things together, and the soul reclamator, okay, he said if if Arthur goes into it and he doesn't have a soul, he'll just plop back out on the other side, like Karma did, because she totally lost her soul. You know, um, drugs and institutions where the electric shock therapy don't do you any good. Would Slink have something like that so he doesn't really have a soul or he could have a soul that knows where to go to? I'm still going with he's part of, somehow part of the the Scar and he has some abilities to transfer bodies. That's the only thing that makes any sense. Because when Aki dies, we have uh, Aki and Chris, the, the clone Christopher, we have the different color body fluids that come out. And yes. they're gone. But Slink doesn't. But then we also know with the skin generator that she was able to make the old man suit or was the old man there beforehand or no? See, and I'm really starting to, I wasn't really on that train with you about the whole 
slink in the scar thing and i i'm starting to starting to join you're with start, that i'm starting, starting to, to see how that's the answer you're starting to come on over to the scar side okay Yes, I'm coming over to the Scar side. So in this whole weird thing of clones and, and robots, let me get uh, in uh, blood uh, flesh bags. So Karma's making the flesh suit with the old man. I'm thinking she had to have something to piece that off of. So I'm thinking maybe the old man was there. Now we know that she was also able to make a, a Christopher uh, android by using the body fluids that Aki c- captured that one was the sperm that she caught on that one. <laughs> so we have multiple Chris's now. We can't have multiple Chris's and we have multiple Aki's. So at one point in time that we know that Aki was alive and the scar took her, they had to have her body fluid to make the clones that they make. So Aki was right. alive after the scar happened, which leads us back down to, or well, leads me back down into point of going, is there a real Aki out there? Because we could still almost have the You're real Aki. You're such a rabbit hole. Like, how <laughs> dare you? I was like, we could almost still have the same Aki out there as with our Christopher Aki doing that transformation that I talked about. It's horrible. See, this is where I go to. I just totally, now everybody's thinking this through or thinking I'm just, you know, totally batshit crazy by going too far into this whole thing. Every time I think I have it figured out, like, come on, man, I jumped on the train with you. What do you want from me? You change <laughs> the theory and you get me thinking about it all over again. I mean, it's not that I change the theory. I just enhance the theory. There's just more out there. The theory's still out there that there's a real Aki. Now, how much real is that Aki? Is that Aki, was she, did she take modifications? Like, Christopher is going to take all the modifications. Not oh just God, one. He's I know. taking when all he said the that, I was like, no, Chris, don't do it. So if Christopher takes all the modification, he's going to stop being a full human, and he's going to become a part human, part android, which is what I'm saying was going to happen with the original Aki. She turned into the part human, part android thing is not a full flesh bag anymore. That's just kind of where I'm at. But she's out there somewhere, because if Christopher takes on all this uh, modifications and he kind of loses what he was from the programming or whatever, then, you know, it would further support that theory that it's crazy that I'll never have an answer to. Well, here's my romanticized, we'll call it my romanticized theory Mm -hmm. is that the Aki that Christopher is with right now is the real one. And that's why she has the abilities to, because, you know, she had that glitch that they spoke about. Right. So maybe is she the real one and the modifications turned her, you know, as far gone as she was, or was she brainwashed to believe that she was just a clone, but in actuality, mm-hmm. she's the real one. And that's why she was able to feel those feelings. That's my romanticized version. No, that's actually the total thing that I was trying to say, but you probably said it better. But yeah, that's what I'm with. She, I mean, she got modifications at some point in time that kind of erased her memory or something like that. And she took on, okay, I'm not this. I'm actually, you know, not a human. And Christopher and all his massive lovemaking was able to pop her back onto the other side. <laughs> and isn't it funny how the roles have switched? Like he so desperately wanted her to feel the mm-hmm. same feelings that he was feeling for her. She 
does, he's let his anger and, you know, karma's brainwashing and manipulations get to him. And now it seems like all she wants is for him to go back to the caring person that he was. Right. Because it's like she knows what's going to happen to him when he gets the modifications. Because he doesn't... Like, listen, well, Christopher, I've been down that road before. Right. Well, when he was... When he got into a security role, he was allowed one modification, which he never got. Now he wants all the modifications. And that was a big book that came out of nowhere, but, you know, it's still a big book. So I'm I want to know what else is in that book. Yeah, I'm... It, it, it looks like I want to know where she got the book at because she didn't have it a second ago and just showed back up. So, yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see how that works out for Christopher. I kind of felt bad that he would got, he was, well, it makes sense though, kind of, sort of. After last week when he was joking about how security cards are so dumb that you could fool them with anything, and they <laughs> yeah. did, and then Karma shows him this horribly edited video and he just buys it. I'm, you know, I shouldn't, I should not be surprised by anything that this show does at this point, but it really surprised me that like, he's been so steadfast in his belief in Arthur and helping him and saving him. And, you know, he, it took him such a long time to jump on to Arthur's side about, you know, at first he thought, you know, the whole heart thing was nonsense and it took so long to join in on Arthur's crusade and he realized the truth. And I, you know, I've been really impressed with his character of being that like nothing gets him down, no matter what they do to him, he is going to be on Arthur's side and he is going to help him take her down. And he just did this just 180. I know it was kind of a weird transition that he just jumped into, but they had been down there for a while. So I don't know, probably a week or so. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Well, that would be a week if they were last that we saw them was at the end of the, you know, the Primo fight when Karma, when, yeah, Karma went into Blood Engine. So that means they've been down there in that hole for a week. So long enough for him to kind of snap a little bit. But still, it was a huge change for him. It was not character specific. It was kind of bizarre. But I guess well, I probably shouldn't a... judge him since that's true. I probably wouldn't have made it two days down there. Well, uh, Aki did way more than just sitting him in a hole, too. So she did take all those body fluids from him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to bring it up to next week. So we kind of needed that big conclusion to happen between those two anyhow. To see what goes down. Oh, I'm so scared. I did find it interesting. So we have Slink who came back and, well, first Karma fires Slink, right? <laughs> Which was great. <laughs> He's been fired so many times now. So she fires him, says everything's going off. And he convinces uh, Grace and <laughs> Author that they need to hook back up again, get the team back together and go take her down. Slink is responsible for everything that's happened. So he got he wanted Grace in the blood drive. So in getting Grace in the blood drive, he got Karma hooked on red, which then got her institutionalized and put in the institution, which then she broke out of and went all batshit crazy and then got recruited by Hart. Somehow, somebody recruited her by Hart to take over uh, uh, in a junior executive board or whatever. 
So this whole full circle is all because he wanted grace in the blood drive. At what moment does he realize that and say, oh, shit, what did I do? I think he already has. He just doesn't care. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It's just one of those, yeah, well, didn't see that coming. (laughs) Let's roll with it. And now he's just going to go take down the entire Heart Corporation. Does that mean the rest of his bodies just hang out where they're at? That's weird. Yeah, he could just, they were in a they were in a weird um storage area. So this whole entire time there's been no problem with him dying. He just doesn't want people to know what can happen. Is that because that those are all he has? That very well could be it. That could be all his backup copies that he has. I mean if because if someone found out they'd be like, all right, well we'll just kill him like a dozen times. It'll be fine. Right. He's like a member of the hand. No, never mind. Wrong show. that was a good one though uh, defenders watch it you'll see you'll catch on to that if you haven't watched it yet go watch it uh yeah so i don't what else you got for that one that's pretty much it i think i rambled on about everything in the world here well it's funny because this one it was it was very strange how you kind of felt like you had all this information coming at you but at the same time looking back on it you really didn't have as much going on as you first thought. Oh no, there's a lot of action in it, but that was it. Yeah, like I mean, they then I mean, the sequences were excellent. It's just kind of like they did them so well that you don't realize how long those took. Right, and Grace being there was just one of those moments. She just happened to be there, and it was she really didn't even play a huge part in the episode. I don't think besides her and Christopher. No. Other than that, it was just that little section to figure out that Christopher was not a good guy. She didn't have a strong role in this episode whatsoever. It was everybody else that kind of jumped in there. And that really surprises me. But I mean, like, honestly, this show cannot be pinned down. No. It's like there are, so our our season finale is next week. Mm -hmm. And the typical season finale would be, oh, well, I mean, naturally, they're going to take heart down and they're going to win and it's going to be fine. But I'm terrified of next week because I feel like, oh my god, everybody's everybody's going to die. Everyone's just going to be dead. Oh yeah, I'm I'm pretty much with that because we don't know if this show is going to be renewed for a second season. We don't know what's going to happen with that. It could, it could not. I mean, it could end just fine or something. They could have like one of those hidden endings that just kind of wraps things up or whatnot. I it's hard to tell or. Would it be the same blood drive or whatever? I mean, it's, you don't. I it's one of those shows you don't really know how they would proceed with a second season, based on what we know. Well, and the the hardest part of that is, on one hand, I would be so upset if they didn't continue this, just because it is such a revolutionary. Really, just knocked down every single rule or barrier or hype that's ever been made. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand. Would I be okay with it if they wrapped it up as long as they answered all of my questions? I don't think they're going to yes. answer any of those questions. It's just gonna, they're not because they're mean. No. They're mean and they're not going to answer any of my questions and then they're never going to come back and I'm going to be upset about it you're, forever. You're never going to know what happened with the tasty dragon and why it disappeared or anything else like that. It's just a matter of the how are they, how would they wrap up the season? I mean, 
did they give it a pleasant go away? I mean, is there something? I doubt it. Because uh, either we're nothing gonna, about this show has been pleasant. Even if we're going to end it with them taking down Hart, if they don't take down Hart, if they ended it with all of them dead, I would be fine with that because that would make sense too. The whole right, entire at least, season, it would, at least it would be a conclusion. Yeah, it would be the whole thing. The whole entire season, they were going to die at any point in time, but they still died at the end. And Carmen just rules the world. I'm fine with that ending. <laughs> just because <laughs> it would fit. It would be totally, yeah, okay. Because, but at the same time, they could also, like, they're just so unpredictable. They could also have, you know, they could have them take down Hart and, you know, what's next? Well, like we've talked about a few times this season that, you know, the racers came from all over. Mm -hmm. So would there be another big industry that would have to be taken down somewhere else? Yeah, well, the the old man did say Hart was a a, a galaxy corporation or or a universal uh, corporation, something. It was bigger than just the Earth. I think Hart ran everything on Earth, but I could be wrong. I don't know. There could God, be, I, how could some? How could something so confusing have me so hooked? I know. We just don't know what's going on, do we? Ah, uh, so yes, anything could happen next week, and we'd be fine with it. What do you think are going to happen there, people? Do you have any ideas? Because no, I don't. Guess we'll have to. I don't. <laughs> I couldn't tell you even close to what's going to happen next week. I because I didn't expect this week to happen like this week happened either. Because at no point in time did I expect there to be a, a storage unit full of slinks. Uh, oh, well. You got anything else on this one? I Nope. I'm stumped. Okay. I am stumped also. So if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. There are a lot of other awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work. If you have thoughts or comments or some theories about our season finale coming up, please let us know in the comments below or hit us up on our Twitter or Facebook page. Stay alive and please keep those engines fed, bleeders. Until next week, check out more amazing content at purefandom.com.